incredible. The Cork minor footballers have been crowned All-Ireland champions with an epic win over Galway this afternoon. We'll have reaction from boss Bobby O'Dwyer, selected Ollie O'Sullivan and Cork County Board chairperson Tracy Kennedy. It's come between now and 7pm. And that wasn't the end of the drama in Croke Park. Dublin and Kerry playing out a draw what was a captivating 70 minutes in the senior decider 116 apiece is how it finished they'll meet on Saturday week the 14th in the replay also coming up on the show tonight going to hear from Neil Fennehead of Tomorrow's Clash with Waterford going to talk to Greenwood about the John Egan Academy reaction from Bally Hay and Sarsfields as well to come on the Big Red Bench Delighted you could join us for all the best reaction from Cork's minor win. We'll get to that in just a sec. My name's Rory. I'm here with you until 7pm. Kirana Regan was in Croke Park for us. We'll hear from him in just a little bit And what was an incredible day of action. In fact, we'll go straight to Kirana and get his full-time report from today's game. Full-time in Crow Park, Cork 3.20, Galway 3.14, Cork are the All-Ireland Champions for 2019. The All-Ireland Minor Champions, like the Electric Ireland slogan, it's this is major. It certainly is for the Rebels, a fantastic performance that brought them through to extra time with goals from Conor Corbett and a lot many more others as well. Jack Callan getting the goal as well there. What a fantastic performance all around. The Rebels are the All-Ireland Champions. They'll celebrate this tonight. Cork has three goals and 20 points, Galway 3.14. They start they certainly will and from the senior game Maura Trasny Kellig full time Dublin 116 Kerry 116 this game had it all it wasn't for the faint hearted the sending off of Johnny Cooper for a second yellow at the end of the first half gave Kerry fans more than a glimmer of hope as did the Killian Spillane goal halfway through the second half Jack McCaffrey though he was superb he got the Dublin goal in the first half pointed to make them four and then five clear in the second Kerry on the other hand couldn't convert what they needed missing a penalty and too many other chances Sean O'Shea couldn't be accused of that as his ninth point levelled the game with 10 minutes to go. Dean Rock equalised in the dying minutes of injury time and had the opportunity to win the game with a free, but missed. We get to do it all again, full-time. Dublin 116, Kerry 116. We certainly will. That was a cracking game. I think that Kerry probably left behind them. They'll be a bit disappointed they didn't capitalise on having the extra man for the second half, but I'm not going to complain about having to watch another 70 minutes of that in uh, just under two weeks' time. Um, so, yeah, two uh, local games happening today as well, the first of which just underway, Bishopstown and UCC going head-to-head in Ballinlock in the Senior Hurling Championship. And uh, also uh, this evening um, at 7pm, it'll be Middleton and Immokilly, that game uh, taking place in Carrick too. Uh, two games today in the Premier League as well um, Everton hosting Wolves in the first game and that ended up in victory for Everton in a high scoring game Paul Anthony an entertaining game that saw five goals three in the first 12 minutes from Rickallison and Uobi either side of a Sace goal that sent the home team in at the break with a one goal lead in the second half Uobi and Rickallison both had chances to extend the Everton lead before Imanez struck for Wolves the equaliser heading home from close range three minutes later though the home team restored their lead Lead when Rickalson headed home for his second goal of the game and it finished Everton 3, Wolves 2. In the second game of the day, Tottenham had gone 2-0 up away to Arsenal, but Arsenal have just pulled it back. There's now two goals apiece. Christian Eriksen and a penalty from Harry Kane put Spurs ahead for Alexander Lacazette pulled one back just before half time. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, meanwhile, 
has just uh, restored parity so it is level at uh, two goals apiece at the Emirates Stadium and there is roughly about 77 minutes played there in that game uh, right uh, elsewhere this afternoon um, gold medal for Sunita Puspure fantastic performance for her as she wins back to back world rowing championships she had a fantastic race I uh, was behind New Zealand for a lot of it behind Emma Twig but I uh, just pulled away over the last uh, 300 metres or so the Corkman did and back to back gold medals an absolutely incredible achievement from Sunita we'll hear from her a little bit later on in the show we are going to kick off though with um, Kieran. we're going to hear from him now joining us on the line Kieran, um just on that minor game absolutely absolutely incredible and not just the result, I think, but it was just the performance, the never-say-die attitude from Cork. Uh, they didn't know when they were beaten. They were absolutely sensational today, Carol. Oh, Roar, absolutely something else. Um, I'm wrecked from it. I can't imagine <laughs> what the players and the, uh, the management are feeling. Like The first half, Cork just didn't get out of the blocks. Um, they just, I don't know, maybe it was the, the you know, the All-Ireland final nerves or something, but uh, it was a poor enough first half, but Galway kind of were in control. Um, and then, whatever Bobby said at halftime, uh, I've asked him now in the, the post-match uh, interview, but he, you'll, you'll hear that, but... Uh, it worked wonders um, they came out in the second half maybe a few minutes after the start of the second half they kind of came back into it but uh, my god it was absolutely fantastic it started with a Patrick Campbell point um, five minutes into into that second half and then seven minutes into that second half Jack Cahillan getting uh, a fantastic goal just a little shimmy and that kind of drove Cork on Derek Ashman Conor Corbett putting on points Michael O'Neill came into his own and, and Conor Corbett just took control of the, yeah. the game an absolutely fantastic uh, man of the match performance from I'm not actually 100% sure did he get man of the match but it was certainly a man of the match performance and, and captained by uh, leadership as well but like you said that mental resolve to keep going that injury time was something else and not Wasn't even it? just the injury time it's 56 minutes I think Galway got a goal um, by their number 15 Daniel Cox Keane O'Leary Douglas Mann in Cork goal he had no chance whatsoever it was a fantastic goal but Cork kept battling away tipping at the, at Galway and Michael O'Neill got a point on 60 minutes to level it uh, Galway then go down get a point themselves to go up the point Cork go down the other end Luke Murphy scoring levelling it again and then number 18 I think for uh, Galway ran, was running in through so bad Derek Kennedy ran through all the Cork defence and pummeled the ball into the net and we thought that was it uh, there wasn't enough time left but my God, did Cork come back and Conor Corbett an absolutely fantastic goal to level the game again. Um, it, it was just it was just something else then in injury or extra time. I'd say Galway just didn't turn up at all in the extra time. Um, I think what Cork. happened there, Kieran, was they had a, a chance to win it right at the death, the last kick of the game with a free from 45. That went wide and I think their heads just dropped after that. You're right, yeah, sorry, I admitted that from my notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> mental at the end. Um, that free, it, like, and it was a free, it was out towards the sideline on the, the 20 metre line, if I recall. Um, and it, it was close because some people started shouting Hawkeye, and, and it did look close on the screen. But you're right, that probably did maybe affect Ireland that they, they had that chance. Maybe Cork realised how close they'd yeah. come to, to losing All Ireland final with the last kick of the game. Um, 
just the drama was something else. It was everything that you'd want uh, if you're a neutral, not if you're a Cork fan, I imagine. But um, that, that certainly, I would imagine, drove Cork on. And then that goal from Ryan O'Donovan, who came on as a sub, um, I sang to Ali O'Sullivan afterwards, uh, selector, and he said a lot of the, the Cork lads were... were taking the mick out of him for, for various things and he certainly put them back in their box tonight because he played fantastic when he came on the Barry Roman um, got a fantastic goal uh, you know it did look to be in the square I will say that the ball was crossed over um, but the rule is from open play the ball once the ball is kicked or played then you can go into the square but I, I think he was in before the ball was kicked so I'd lo- like to see a replay they don't show replays here in Crow Park so it's hard to see it but I think he was inside uh, when they got that goal but look we won't complain about it um, Conor Corbett then drove on got another point Michael O'Neill drove on got a couple of points uh, Ryan O'Donovan and Michael O'Neill and Conor Corbett again in the second half of extra time it was just phenomenal uh, an absolutely fantastic performance from them once they got out of the blocks in the second half of normal time and you know it's been 19 years uh, coming yeah. for an All-Ireland final win and what better way to win uh, then to, to go so close an extra time and then to absolutely uh, d- maybe destroy is too strong a word but to certainly overcome uh, your your opposition in that form in extra yeah. time is just fantastic um, I won't give you too long Kieran, but uh, just finally um, Cork now minor champions they're the under 20 champions um, football in Cork is going through a, a boom period underage let's hope that this now can transfer to senior success down the line yeah that five month plan really worked didn't it um, <laughs> hashtag Corkness no look yeah, that, that, look, that, that could all come kibosh <laughs> next year, you know, and people will be given out again. But uh, look, it, it was a great start in putting together a five-year plan because I think everyone realised something had to be done. Cork football wasn't in a great place. Um, and maybe the start of the year it wasn't a great place either with maybe some below-power performances from the Cork seniors. Before they turned it around, unfortunately it was too late for them when they did turn it around, but they did. And they put in some fantastic performances. And who would have foresaw that they'd get to the Super 8s? Because mm. not a lot of Cork people would have seen that happening, uh, I think, if you're being honest about it. But they did. Um, that really brought up the the bar a small bit with the, the, the support as well. Um, the under-20s, what a, a run they went on. And then the minors this year, I th- certainly helped by the fact that if the, the format changed this year and that the losers also went through because if the, if it wasn't that way yeah. then obviously Cork would have been it would have been number five or six uh, that Cork would have lost the final to Kerry in a row and Kerry would have gone on and they would have lost their match but Cork have gone on after losing that Munster final that spurred them on they, they've gone and won the All-Ireland so it's just uh, absolutely amazing fantastic fantastic for Cork football in general and hopefully next year it can drive on you'd imagine Cork will be very strong in Division mm. 3 of the Football League you'd have to think they will so look uh, hopefully uh, Cork football's on a high Cork hurling might take a back seat now for <laughs> a, a small while but uh, look it's, it's I don't think anyone will be complaining anyway the, the Cork football is back up there you know certainly not certainly not alright Kieran. thanks for that safe trip down cheers Ror yeah thank you very much indeed Kieran. Uh, alright going to hear from our court minor boss Bobby O'Dwyer and I speak to Kieran. I don't know can you sum it up but what a win 
Ah, fantastic. Look, it, 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 it was really was a case of uh, at the very end just hanging in there and trying to get the scores uh, and then extra time. Uh, we got some great scores. Uh, Ryan O'Donovan came off the bench and uh, scored when we needed to and, and, and we felt the game would open up a little bit and when the game opened up we had the, we had the players, I guess, that were able to, 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 to hurt in the scoreboard. Cork seemed to be a small bit over at half time. Were you worried going in? Like uh, You would have had to have words with, with, with the team, I suppose, to G the man. Yeah, worried. Look, we've won the game, so it's very easy for yeah. me to say that we weren't worried at half time, but genuinely we weren't, uh, we weren't playing as well as we'd like to play. And there was a number of areas our, 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 our shape wasn't what, what we wanted. That bit of patience and, and, and that bit of kind of verve going forward was, was, was lacking. Uh, we were inclined to back off a little bit. Uh, we were too pedestrian with the way we bought the ball up. Uh, and, and we just continually kept bringing the ball into tackles uh, up front. But uh, look, it's, it's, it's a very nervous occasion for those young men and uh, everything was on the line outside there. And when it, when it counted at the end and when we were able to prize them open, like the boys hurt them on the scoreboard and that was the difference. They, they drove on in the, the second half and that, that injury time it was something epic, not for the, the heart or anything. I can't imagine what you were like on the sideline with the lads, but that was something else to come back to go down by a point to go down by another goal to come back and get another goal fantastic goal by Conor Corbett but to have that mental resolve to keep chipping away and get that draw in normal time uh, it, it, it was fantastic and I can't speak highly enough of those boys uh, we, we got a pummeling at the start of the year an absolute pummeling and, 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 and I guess people don't realise how much that takes out of you both mentally and physically but within a week those boys were above and clear in, in, in a much must win match and they dug it out. We, we didn't play particularly well in the night, but we played. You know, they, they fought so hard uh, to win. Now, we, we genuinely felt that if we were able to get all our players back on the field and get them all fit, uh, that we had a very good team. And, and that showed the, the, the game against Monaghan was the first game that we had all our outfield players available. And look, they've been on a roll since and they've been playing so well. So, it's, yeah, very gratifying. What did you say to the lads at the end of normal time going into that extra time? I know you'd taken some of the, the lads off, probably because they'd given everything. I know they came back on extra time, but like, what, what were your words of wisdom at the end of full time? Well, at, at the end of normal time, it, it quite genuinely, genuinely was lads, relax, stay calm. We have a good game plan. We knew our game plan would work. Um, they they stuck to the game plan. Uh, they executed the opportunities that came up. And once you stick to your game plan and believe in the game plan that you have, uh, uh, look, the scores came, and and then it was it was keep our shape, keep the ball going forward, and. Uh, be as relaxed as possible out there. You, you seem you just completely took over the extra time. Maybe Galway were just flat on their feet, but it was like you, you drove on even more. You found that energy from somewhere. Yeah, uh, and again, the, look, resilience. Uh, how, how do you measure resilience? How, how do you measure heart? How do you measure fight? Uh, uh, and, and this Cork team have it in bucket loads. Um, it's it's something the boys have worked very very hard in training. Look, they they, they were incredibly fit. Uh, we had our first trials last October, uh, uh, and, and and the boys have just worked so hard. You know, they deserve a bit of downtime, but that's a physically big Cork team as well you know and, and we wanted to get a bit of height and power out around the middle third and that's where the battleground is and, and, and again once we were able to stay going and 
we eventually kind of wore Galway down and it opened up towards the end and that's where we pulled away you don't want to be singling out fellas but I think you have to give a mention to, to Conor Corbett and man of match performance and there was others uh, really put up their hand and played very well as well as you have to in not Iron Final but Conor Corbett really stood up as captain uh, look, look, Conor Corbett is an outstanding talent uh, we've been involved with these boys since they were under 14 so we know them we know them very very well Connor is a particular talent. Uh, I, I genuinely don't want to, to highlight any individual in the team because it was a team effort, uh, a team squad from number one to number 38. And just take the chance to, to, to call out one of our injured colleagues who got injured in the challenge game on Friday night, Sean Bohan. So, look, without all 38, they wouldn't have done it. Uh, but Connor is immense. He's, he's an outstanding talent who will go on to play uh, an awful lot more football. You've been with these lads for four years. You know them inside out. It must be special now to have gone from that four years ago to this All-Ireland uh, title Yeah well look at, at, at the age group that they are at 14, 15, 16, 17 it, it really is a developmental path and uh, it, look, it's easy to say you know, we've just won an All-Ireland and it's, it's fantastic but the focus was on developing those players um, it, it hasn't the pathway hasn't been smooth uh, every year and, and we kept coming up against uh, what was a very good Kerry team at 14, 15, 16 and 17 but we were chippy away we were getting better we were learning the whole time it, it is a learning curve for these lads and they have so much more to learn and I think just with the success of the Cork under 20s now this year and with the pathways and with the appointment of, uh, of Conor Cunahan that they're, 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 the pathways to playing football for Cork are now much clearer and, and much easier to see where we're going and just finally uh, the, the outlook you touched on it there it's fantastic for Cork the under 20 win the, the minor win now as well it's just it's great ah yeah it's, it's, it's fantastic it's really really an outstanding it's been a, an excellent year for Cork uh, look Keith, Keith and his team Michal O'Connor Colm O'Neill and, and Pat Spratt they've done an outstanding job at the 20s and uh, look our lads now have a very clear pathway of where they need to go and as I say I know Connor and the guys in the development squad the, the, the success of these boys didn't happen by accident there was so many lads contributed like down through the years lads that you don't hear of now but the likes of Brendan Driscoll's and the Pat Spratts and the guys the Danny Cronins these are the guys who worked all over the winter and during the times when it's not so nice but they are where they are now and they're, they're going to go on and, and represent Cork at a senior level in future the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM and that is Cork minor boss Bobby O'Dwyer speaking after their fantastic win over Galway today. Um, the end of normal time was just absolutely incredible for Galway's score. Cork going up the other end um, to uh, get that goal for, uh, through Conor Corbett. Absolutely sensational stuff and I think people will be talking about that game for a long, long time and as Kieran mentioned in his wrap-up as well, just Cork just dominating extra time and... Uh, went on to win by uh, a, a good couple of points in the end um, six points in the end so fantastic performance from the Rebels today going to hear now from uh, Cork County Board uh, County Board Chairperson Tracy Kennedy um, speaking uh, to Kieran. It's magic to really to win an All-Ireland here in Croke Park and I'm so proud of the lads and obviously everybody involved with the backroom team as well you know we knew what they were capable of and maybe they struggled a bit to find their feet particularly in the first half and look the game was 
dead and buried there at the end of, of normal time it seemed to be but fair play they found that determination and character that we know they have you know and they were very impressive in extra time so yeah a brilliant win we're absolutely delighted you know Cork football is in a good place but I said to the lads afterwards you know this is a stepping stone to them the most important thing is that we develop as many players as we can out of this It's turned out to be more of a five month plan than five year plan but uh, all on track so far it is and you know the five year plan has been brilliant because it has got people thinking and talking about Cork football and that's what it's all about I'm not going to say it's anything more than coincidence perhaps that we've had the success in in football this year it just shows as always the work is going on behind the scenes we might not always see the results and it might take some time to see them but the work is going on behind the scenes and when you think now that these boys are coming out into a system where we have a high performance manager to track them, to ensure that we bring them through to the next level and the level after that. You know, I think we're in a good place with our plan at this stage. It's been a long time since Cork were at this stage at minor level. The structure was changed this year and Cork, got, despite losing much final, have come through. Like that's, it's just massive. I don't know, can you even sum it up like an All-Ireland final win? It's phenomenal. 19 years waiting for an All-Ireland football title and I suppose a factor in that certainly has been the system that operated at provincial level in the past. And it's good that people in Munster put their heads together and came up with a system that benefited all the counties. I mean, there's no doubt that Clare benefited from coming through the round robin, the initial round robin in Munster. As we saw, they gave us a very tough game when we played them in the, in the second part of that. So I think it was quite obvious that, you know, the two best teams in Munster came out, went on into um, the, the All-Ireland series and we've seen today that Cork were able to capitalise on that and even just to have been playing for, I would have been happy even just to be here today because they've been playing football at the highest level throughout the summer all the way through to September whereas in recent years we'd have been finished in May and I think that can only have reap dividends That's County Board Chairperson Tracy Kennedy there speaking to Carol after the fantastic win uh, for the Miners today Are we going to hear from Cork Sector Ollie O'Sullivan Unbelievable um, Unbelievable I uh it's been a just a great experience. It's one that I'll carry for a long time. Uh, special bunch of lads, very special. I've been with this group. I started with this group at development age at under fourteen, and I knew that they had the ability to just to get the the work rate and the attitude and all the other things together. And I think it kind of came together the last couple of games. And I'm so delighted for them. Um, I hope it's only a stepping stone to greater things for these guys that they don't use it as the in game that they look to go to Cork 20s and Cork seniors in the future and that that they're part of the bigger picture where we go forward to an an All-Ireland football with Cork You mentioned you've been with lads for a few years as have the rest of the lads and the management team but it must be something special that bit extra that you've been with them from the very start and to see them now progress to win an All-Ireland minor title Unbelievable, yeah. Because you kind of look, you yeah, at management level, you have to you have to keep yourself a small bit detached. But no matter how hard you try, these guys are they're they're a really really nice bunch of boys. And there's different characters, quite characters. There's wild characters, but they all have a common goal, and that's to win for the team. And I think the team was the big thing here today. I think they showed that that there were guys on and off, and there were guys fighting for ball, and they made every effort. And look, we didn't uh, come out of the traps as good as we would have liked to. And we we were playing second fiddle until about 10 minutes into the second half. And I think at that stage, when they turned it, I think they really started to grow on themselves. And I felt when we got to, when we got to full time and it went to extra time, I felt at that stage that we had a, we'd have a great chance because I knew there was steel in the team. 
Like they'd built great character for the last number of years, the last number of weeks especially. They'd worked so hard. They were not going to leave it behind them if they could get that close. Like, was there any bit of worry at half time? Because, like you mentioned, Cork probably didn't get out of the traps, and Galway were were well on top. But, like, he obviously said something at half time. But were you worried going in? We were concerned because there was lots of our game was not going according to plan. Um, we like we spoke to him at half time. We told him not to panic. We tried to rectify some of the areas where Galway were really putting us under pressure. We knew that uh, Galway had beaten a good Kerry team. We knew that they were organised and they were tough. Um, and we knew what they were going to bring to the game. Like they forced us to make a lot of errors in the first half, and we were trying to rectify that. Like I felt as if the game could open up for any bit that our forwards were good enough to get quality scores and I think that's what happened in the end that's where the difference was and then we had the the quality in the bench Ryan O'Donovan came on again today and uh, made a huge impact in the game and uh, look he's been getting a lot of slagging from the boys but the big thing is to have quality on the bench as good as what you have on the line and he really epitomised that today and I was delighted for him yeah, the mental resolve going into injury time in normal time that was something else like you're you're getting sucker punched with that goal and that point and they just keep that little bit ahead but you kept coming back a goal and a point as well a fantastic goal from Conor Garbutt, um showing great leadership but it wasn't just the goal it was just the, the way Cork kept battling it Yeah and I think that's the one thing that we instilled in the team since the first defeat to Kerry I felt as though we were a small bit roll over that night Um and I think they learned a very good lesson that regardless of what happens in that Cork jersey, you don't give up and you keep going till the end. And the other thing that we learned as a management group last year, the same management group were down in Austin Stack Park when we drew with Kerry and while we were relating after getting the equalising score, Kerry turned around, they came back and they, they nipped us for a point to beat us by a point and we were out of the championship completely. Um, and I think that's what happened today. When they got the goal, we came around, we came down the field and we ended up getting the goal back and uh, nullifying it and I think that's learning and I think we're all learning every day is a learning day and I think today was a huge learning day for us all again and look, lastly I'll leave you get back to the, the team I'm sure you have some celebrating to do but it's been 19 years since Cork won a minor title I think it is it's too long you've obviously you've broke the duck in that now but it's fantastic going forward especially with the under 20 win and this new five year plan and Conor Coonan coming in and just the whole thing coming together for Cork football yes that's been great Conor Coonan has been a huge addition and he's a great guy actually played a bit of football against Conor played with him played under him when he was a Cork selector um, and I think he'll be great I think uh, Keith Ricken made an absolutely unbelievable job at the 20s uh, Ronan McCarthy I think has really turned the tide with the Cork seniors um, it's a great time for Cork football for these young guys it's only the start for them I think the aspiration for them is to drive forward become part of the 20 panel become part of the senior panel in the next few years and let them develop um, and make sure that that's what happens and before we, before we finish I'd have to compliment um, Kevin O'Donovan and Tracy Kennedy and the board for the way um, they've treated us um, they've been unbelievable and we couldn't be more grateful for the way they've looked after us That's Cork selected Ollie O'Sullivan speaking after today's uh, fantastic win uh, for Cork in the All-Ireland Minor Football Championship final that fantastic win over Galway this afternoon in Croke Park and here briefly from our Galway boss Donal Faherta speaking after today's defeat to the Rebels Paul. Okay. 
I'm joined now by uh, Galway Banishtor Donal O'Farta. Donal, first of all, it's really weird to speak to you in the Queen's English. I've never spoken to you in English before in my life, and it's also weird to not call you Ducky. But before we start with any of that, Ronald, um, commiserations, that was a game that Galway had in their hands a few times, and it just didn't work out that way. Yeah, well, just, it's, it's, it's disappointing. The guys are devastated in there, as, as I am myself. Uh, especially the last look at the, the, they've showed a lot of resilience we spoke about there with other guys a lot of resilience all year and um, they showed it out there I thought today because to be honest once Cork got that goal you know um, and I think they got a point or two after that I thought at that stage they might have pushed on but the guys stuck stuck at it you know and um, look at at the end there when Niall got the goal sure we all thought maybe that that was probably the the one that was going to get us over the line. But look at Cork stuck at it much as they there, you know what I mean, a very strong team. And they got to rub the green I suppose at times and um look at we're devastated and uh, the guys in there we were just chatting to them about out on the pitch there about just minding each other and you know it's gonna take a bit of time to get over this. It's you know, it's a there's a long evening in front of us yet. We gotta get back to Galway, you know what I mean? So we'll have a bit of dinner back there and stuff. So they need their friends and family around you at this time. So hopefully they'll be fine and I know they will. You say they got the rub of the green. Obviously, people will say, I will say this, I'm a bitter Galwegian after watching the game and seeing them lose. I felt they got the rub of the refereeing a few times as well. Yeah, um, I didn't notice it, Marcia. I said, look, you'd have probably better view than me at times. You know, we have guys up in the stands and all over the place to try and help us make better decisions, you know. Um, but I didn't notice it. Maybe towards the end, maybe I was getting a little bit bitter myself as the game was maybe lo- we were losing it. But I didn't feel it. I thought the referee was okay. More to be honest. Now I look back at it again, I might be different. But there's one or two little things. But you, you can't be cribbing about those because they they kind of you know what I mean. They're, at times it looks like it's something big because it gives a little bit of momentum and stuff. But that's the nature of it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't wouldn't be cribbing. Thought the referees was go- was good today. I thought they were good, good, two good teams. Like you know, got to know Bobby over the last as well, last while. Uh, with challenge matches and stuff like and, and Cork Cork are a strong team they were very strong last year as well very strong last year and the year before so look at they've been unlucky themselves that they're coming up against Kerry the system didn't suit because they're out of the championship they were one of the best teams over the last four or five years and Kerry going on winning all Ireland so it hasn't been easy for them and they've been you know what I mean working away and toiling away so look at you hats off to Cork they stuck in it you know what I mean and they were the stronger team by far in extra time yeah, very magnanimous there from uh, Donald Lafarge, our uh, boss, speaking after uh, today's defeat to Cork. Congratulations indeed. Look, I'm not going to get tired of saying congratulations to Cork. Absolutely fantastic stuff from the Rebels and uh, congratulations uh, to them from everyone here at Cork's Red FM. All right, it is all over between uh, Tottenham and Arsenal and it's uh, is ended in a draw in the North London Derby. Nigel Bidmead. Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. Arsenal came from 2-0 down to earn a point in a frantic and entertaining North London derby. Eriksson gave Spurs an early lead. Kane made it 2-0 from the spot after a silly Xhaka tackle. Just before half-time, Lacazette blasted Arsenal back into the game. Arsenal controlled the second half and Lloris in the Spurs goal made a series of saves. But on 71, Aubameyang diverted Guendouzi's shot past Lloris for the equaliser. Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. All right, still to come on the show. Reaction from Kerry and Dublin. We're going to hear from Ballyhay and Sarsfields after their wins in the Senior Hurling Championship last night. Uh, I'm going to hear from Cork City boss uh, Neil Fenn and we're going to talk to Greenwood about the John Egan Academy. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. I will talk to Greenwood FC shortly. First, uh, the reaction of Kerry boss Peter Keane after the draw with Dublin today. I suppose we've lived to fight another day. So look, we'll go away and um, prepare and come back again on Saturday week. Are you happy with it, or how do you feel about it? 
Yeah, sure, look, we've, uh, we've another All-Ireland final to play in, so I suppose every time you play in an All-Ireland final, aren't you looking forward to it? I'd say it would be, um, though some cynics might say perhaps this was the one that might have gotten away from Kerry, you're a man up, some scoring chances went right, now some great performances as well, but some things I'm sure you probably look back on a bit and go, oh God, if only that went one way or another. Uh, Mara Trash, if I were you now, I wouldn't be listening to any cynics. Well, I'm quite cynical myself. Well, you shouldn't, you need to get out of that. Um, look, we played in an All-Ireland final, um, we were up against a team that were looking for, I think, seven All-Irelands in the last nine years. They, had a, they, have, they have a bucket load of experience. Um, and look, we, we, we gave it a shot and um, we'll give it another shot again Saturday week. Better than a shot, I'd say you must be very proud of them. Some of them are so young to be on that stage. Sure, of course we're proud of them, we've been proud of them all year and um, look, it is an opportunity to come and learn again. Okay, I'll let you go back into that dressing room. I'll stay safely outside. Gravely, Mads, Peter Swan. Yeah, it's Peter Keane there. Not really in the mood to talk uh, after uh, that draw with Dublin today. I'm going to hear the reaction of Dublin's boss, Jim Gavin. Now, Jim Gavin, I'm sure you're a very happy and relieved and probably bittersweet manager in front of me. But if anything, that performance from your players showed why people say you're possibly one of the best teams ever to be seen in any kind of jersey. That a man down for most of the game and still to the last kick of the game, Gene Rock could have won it. Yeah, I think I, I, um, I think what you're probably saying there is, is, is acknowledging the, the mental strength that we know and the character these players have. Um, you know, there's a great connection amongst the group and great resolve. Um, so, yeah, that was good to see that coming to the fore again. But I think at the, on the football side of it, you know, the, the performance, um, they won't be happy with, with the standards they set themselves and that's why we didn't get the results, um, no matter how many players we had on the pitch. So for them to go and reflect on now learn what they can from it and prepare again you know against obviously what we saw today a great carry team on a human side I have to say I really felt for Johnny Cooper I mean I wouldn't argue about the cards they just happened and that's just the way it was and they're the rules of the game but I just noticed one thing that I felt it was very nice that you shook his hand when he was leaving the field and maybe internally you might have wanted to give him a bit of an old belt but also that you could tell he was going to feel really bad about this and maybe for him personally this is a good result as well that he can kind of help it'll help him wipe the slate clean um, listen, Johnny will always do his best, and, and it needs to be acknowledged when, when a player, you know, is on the field to play and commits so, so so much for his team and his county. Um, you know, we didn't get the rub of the, rub of the green in, 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 with some calls today. That's just the way the game goes. We've got one of the top officials in the game refereeing it, so we can have no complaints there. We just dust ourselves down now and, and move on to, to to hopefully prepare as best we can for 13 days time. Was there any point in that sideline you were getting worried? Um, that isn't the motion that we would, you know, have during. That isn't the motion that we would have during the game. Um, you're just trying to trying to do your. The, Apologies for those people shouting in the background. Sorry, Jim. If you can get, continue your thoughts there, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's giving you the time to, to get it. Um, no, I think, I think all you're just trying to do on the side and is, is do your best for the team and try and make the right calls. Um, you know, uh, you know, big effort going towards the end. And you know, as I, as I said, you saw that re- resilience that they had, um, and it's never over till it's over. That's one thing I've learned over the years. Yeah, when I was watching them those last two minutes in particular, I was just saying to Seamus McGormick there before he came over to me. I was very impressed with how, you know, lots of other people would have panicked, but your players are in the last two minutes a point down and then drawing it. And the heads kept up, they kept playing football. That shows unbelievable fortitude. Yeah, the great character. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of the reputation of what other people think of them. But, um, you know, I think that, that you saw what the character that, that they have. Um, 
uh, and that obviously me- that mental strength and that composure and of course that courage I mean they kept they kept going at it um, they didn't set off the opposition they kept pushing up and tried to I thought to really discipline in, in, in their defensive duties and turn the ball over a few times um, and again we created some opportunities and you know disappointingly we didn't we didn't get them um, hopefully that's changed next day Finally now the next day is coming up what's happening over the next few days now did the team get to go off think about it for themselves and regroup or how are you going to approach it yeah like we've, we've there's plenty of time to recover and to to, 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 to learn to reflect on the game and, and, and prepare again there's, there's obviously a group of players there today that can travel and they'll be hungry to, to put their best foot forward so it'll be an interesting few, few weeks ahead yeah that's uh, Jim Gavin there speaking after uh, today's uh, draw with Kerry and really looking forward to the, the replay in two weeks time but you get the impression that Kerry did indeed leave it behind them today. Um, we've a conversation on the show tonight as well. We've a pair of tickets to give away to Cork City versus Waterford, which is happening at Turners Cross tomorrow evening. Um, we'll hear from Neil Fenn in just a little bit. Um, asking a very simple question. So we want you to text your name, uh, address and uh, answer to this uh, very simple question. Uh, Neil Fenn announced his Cork City boss last week. Um, who was he in charge of previously before Cork City? Who was he in charge of previously before Cork City? 086-8104-106. 086-8104-106. You could be heading along to Cork City and Waterford tomorrow evening at Turnus Cross. Now we are going to talk football. We will hear from Neil Fenn in just a bit. But Corkside Greenwood are launching the John Egan Academy tomorrow. The Talker Bay side will be hosting training for under fives up to under tens at St Finbar's tomorrow evening from 6 to 7pm. The Academy, of course, bearing the name of their most famous player. And he's doing fantastically well um, with Sheffield United and uh, has played very, very well. And uh, great result for Sheffield United that 12 draw against Chelsea yesterday. But from Greenwood, Louis Nolan and Declan Crow calling to me uh, to look ahead uh, to the launch tomorrow night. Be joined by Louis and Decky of Greenwood Lads. First off, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Decky, can I ask you to start with, uh, can you tell us a bit about the John Egan Academy and I suppose the work that Greenwood's been doing at underage level over the last couple of years? Yeah, uh, we kind of re- got the academy up and running again the last few years ago and kind of the end of the year when John was home, we kind of asked him, would he get involved? Mm. And he was blown away with it, kind of like John played all the way up with it, so... He's kind of, he's delighted and he has, he's great ideas for it, so hopefully. Mm. Yeah, he, like, he's obviously your most famous player. I mean, like, can you tell us about, I suppose, his playing days back, back with Greenwood? Yeah, yeah. Uh, John would have been playing with Greenwood all the way up. He started under 8s up until under 16s and he went off to England and played with Sunderland and kind of in his final season with Greenwood he won the National Cup. Mm. So... Like any time John's home, you'd always see him down watching the Greenwood matches. He loves being around, yeah. down watching the matches. So, and Louis, um, can you tell us uh, Monday? Like uh, it all starts again out in Sinfinburs. Yes. So Monday evening we're starting off, kicking off the the official uh, first day of the John Egan Academy. I suppose. Um, so like we've been pushing it there the last couple of weeks and stuff. And like like decades have been saying there, we've been in constant contact with John about what we had to set it up, how to progress, and like what what we should be looking at going forward as bringing the kids on to develop them to the best of their abilities both as players and as humans mm. you know growing up getting a bit of confidence enjoying it getting down meeting new people and things like that you know so we're looking forward to welcoming there's been a lot of feedback and stuff on the Facebook page um, things like that so we're looking forward to welcoming a lot of new faces down and mm. there's a big buzz around at the moment about it you know especially locally there people seem to be all the talk 
like we've had a big drive now with the coaches we've about 15 coaches at the moment I think isn't it so um, all of those coaches will be doing their FAI badges you know the PDP ones and all this kind of stuff going forward so mm-hmm. it's huge um, and we're looking forward to just getting it off the ground now on Monday night As you know Greenwood's a, a club close to my heart after we played together was it, was it 10 years ago now it is 10 years I tell you um, the, the, the work that's gone on in the club since it has been incredible I see it on, on social media and see the effects of it in the community and stuff like that it's just been phenomenal the work that's gone on with Greenwood over the last 10 years Yeah absolutely um, like we've won a couple of national cups in the last couple of years you know so there's been a big buzz we've even had uh, another player go across the water lately Varying, he's doing tearing it up at Stoke at the moment. So, like uh, Greenwood has had pedigree all through the years, you know, like uh, John and Ethan, um, uh, like making it across the water is a big, big deal for us. Um, and uh, just uh, in in the local community, like Greenwood's around a long time. So to get this kind of up and running and have a direct link with the Premier League is huge for us, you know. Mm, and I suppose um, you see that as well, like the effects it's been having. Oh yeah, like it's like I said, it started up again a few years ago, and it's getting bigger and bigger every year. So, and like the idea now with the John Egan Academy is for boys and girls, because mm. like all along Greenwood would have been a boys, whereas now the academy we want boys and girls getting involved in. And you've a women's team now, is that launching? Yeah, the first year this year we the women's team. Louis was involved in that again, so. Mm. But like we have, I think we have five women coaches. Yeah, five so women. from the women's soccer team, so mm-hmm. and they're they're can we have to get going? They're kind of interested in the coaching and doing the training and all that. So. Mm-hmm. It's exciting times ahead. Yeah, and Louis, I've been seeing on your social media, you've been kind of posting the profiles of all the coaches and stuff over the last while. There's a lot of coaches going into this and a lot of work going into this. Absolutely, yeah. Like the club are behind it 100% and they're, they're investing heavily in it, you know. Best of gear, best of equipment, and, and backing the coaches going forward. Um, like I said, with the, the, the FAI badges and things like that, like that's a huge for a club to, mm. to back the coaches. Like those things don't come cheap, you know. So um, these coaches have committed going forward to the club and they're looking forward to helping the kids develop and getting to meet them all on Monday night as well so it's it's very exciting and this is open to everyone that can on Monday anyone can come along yeah, yeah. if they've had no affiliation to the club before no no like we're always kind of Louis said on the Facebook page we're always welcoming new faces and so that's why kind of on the radio today is kind of the push it as well like so mm. saying that we're starting up again and so it's open to everyone and to have that facility on St. Finbar's as well is a huge help yeah yeah like there's four astro pitches and we're going to do it over the D1 or 6 to 7 so and for every group they'll probably be four or five coaches so there'll be plenty of coaches for all the kids so and I assume at some stage John is going to come over and kind of oversee training at some stage is he? Absolutely like like Decky was saying at the start there like he's been overwhelmed he's very very proud like to have his name over this so it's something he's very invested in and something that he will be keeping an eye on um, and he will be paying visits uh, as the year goes mm-hmm. by you know yourself now like a professional footballer yeah. any time he gets well I don't uh, like, uh, yeah. you know though um, uh, he'll get any half chance he gets he'll be down yeah, and he'll yeah. be involved and in getting to meet the kids and all that you know so it's, it's, it's a big buzz and so if anyone just wants to come along just come along on Monday absolutely come down Monday night registration on the night you'll get a welcome pack get, laying out all the details um uh, what else there is just just to come down and, and get involved basically is what we're looking for a big drive on like we said now we've a big push on for the, the ladies this year the girls get down there's about five five four or five female coaches I think involved mm-hmm. all together and they all play with the, the women's senior team so you know it's it's very much a club affair at the moment excellent stuff lads very best of luck with thanks very much for coming in thanks very Cheers, much thanks. Thanks. yeah I was delighted to have Declan Crow, my old uh, teammate Louis Nolan from uh, Greenwood my former team Greenwood as well 
Uh, so delighted to have the Greenwood lads in and very best of luck to them uh, with the launch of the John Egan Academy happening tomorrow. For more details on that, just uh, check out uh, Greenwood on uh, Instagram or on their uh, Facebook page as well. All right, Cork City facing Waterford tomorrow night. If you want a pair of tickets to go along to see it, uh, text us 0868104106 with your name and address and the answer to this simple question. Cork City boss Neil Finn was previously in charge of which League of Ireland club? 0868104106. Uh, we'll announce the winners in uh, just a little bit, but this is uh, Neil Finn speaking to me earlier on in today's press conference. Neil, I suppose it's been a kind of a whirlwind first week. How have you found everything? Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit hectic. You know, I've been... Um, staying in hotels and I just moved into my apartment yesterday so I've been a little bit up in the air and obviously a match in between that but that's no, been great I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it and good being out on the pitch that's the best part of it is out on the pitch and, and, and with the lads the reaction you got on Friday when you walked out to Sarnes has been something special. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was brilliant, and you know I loved every minute of it. And you know it just it just showed me and, and showed the players what what can happen if you get a good vibe around the place and and um, and play some good football. And you're back on Friday's game, and what do you have to change from Friday going into tomorrow? Yeah, we've, we I've looked at it, and um, you know it's, it's difficult when you have a quick turnaround of matches that to, to do any sort of. Today was very light, so we've done a little bit of a walkthrough of shape. But yeah, we know we have to be a little bit more solid. We're a little bit too open um, on on Friday. And that was partly my fault. I wanted to go out and, and try and win the game and attack and get forward. And you know, and I thought we did that quite well at times. But the other side of it is we need to defend better, and, and um, we will we will tomorrow. Just a couple of missing threes on Friday. What's their their status? Um, Garoud is still still injured. Um, Ronan done a light training session today, so we're hopeful he'll be he'll be fit. But um, you know, when you got a lot of games in a lot of games in short space of time, it's it's um, you have to tread a little bit carefully with with them. So, chops definitely out, but Ronan, we're hopeful he's going to be possibly involved at some stage. But Kevin O'Connor was absent from Friday's injured. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot Kevin O'Connor. He's been he he got injured the game before I got here. Um, a bit of a strange one. Took a took a whack to his arm. Um, it's not broken, but a, a bit of nerve damage. So as soon as he's he's not feeling any pain, he'll be he'll be back involved. And having Conor McCarthy back fit now, available be huge. Yeah, obviously Conor's back from suspension as well, which is another which is a great which is great for us because he's a he's a he's a captain and he's a an outstanding player. Is he going to be your captain going forward as well? Yeah, I think so. I think he's you know he, he's deserved it. He's he's played well and he's he's led by example and yeah, he'll, he'll remain captain. I think that we we had to do that. We had to go and and, and go and have a go and, and change it up a little bit. I felt, um, and you know, it did leave us a little bit exposed at the back. And but you know, you're playing some players. We, we haven't got a, the biggest squad here. With a few injuries, so you're playing players in positions and asking them to do stuff that they're not really. Um, comfortable doing can do it but it's not really their game like Gary Buckley for example we're asking to sit a little bit more and he's a he's an attacking attacking midfielder so um, sometimes he's going to want to attack rather than sit there so look we'll we're, we're try and be a little bit more a little bit more solid and a little bit more um, as a unit but we still want to attack you know we, we want to go and win the game um, we feel we can win it so we, we, we'll certainly go and do that I think the fact that you know we were a little bit probably units were a little bit wide open so if, if the forwards were pressing the midfield weren't up with them and the defenders weren't up with them and when we when they can attack we were a little bit we looked a little bit open in midfield so certainly to get the units closer together they're always the biggest games against the teams around you especially at home especially after the result Friday and, and Waterford have picked up um, a draw on Friday and, and, and from what I'm hearing and what I've read and I watched the game today that they played okay and, and probably deserved the win out of it so yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to lose it. Um, but we, you know, we want to go and win it. We're, we're at home against the team below us in the league. So, 
Yeah, it's like you're asking you're asking the players to go and do something they've already done, they've already beat Waterford, so that should be in their mindset that they are beatable, um, and we want to try and do that. Just the last one, Neil, can you shed some light on the trialist? There's, there's rumours of the trialist from Nigeria coming along. <laughs> is, is, is there any truth in that? There's truth in that, yeah. I mean, it's all over Twitter. I mean, you know, I think they threw a figure out of 50,000 retweets, not expecting it to get anywhere near that, but you know it's good promotion for the club it's got the club name out there if he if he comes over if he gets a visa and he comes over we'll, we'll, we'll welcome him in and we'll see what he's like we've, we've no idea we haven't seen any footage or anything but you know it's all it's all PR for the club at the moment and you know he might turn out to be to be George Weyer's cousin or something so <laughs> you never know is he, is he an attacker is he a striker uh, no I read that he's a he's a left, right back left back so we're, we're covered in those positions we're alright in those positions but you never know he might he might be you know very good and we can't we can't help but offer him something yeah that was one of the more interesting stories of the weekend um, a Nigerian uh, footballer called Richard Allison tweeting the club asking them for a trial how many retweets for a trial the club just said 50,000 never expected him to get to that uh, he smashed it now I believe um, they're discussing um, getting him over for a trial getting visas and all that kind of crack it's uh, May's uh, news uh, <laughs> all over the place it's been on the BBC and everything and um, yeah very interesting story alright so it'll be interesting to see him on trial I asked Neil Fenn if he'd give me a trial and he told me to get 50,000 retweets so I don't think that'll be happening but you never know all right, and um, we are going to talk rowing. Uh, we're going to hear briefly from Asnita Puspure after her uh, gold medal performance again today. Back-to-back gold medals uh, for the Cork woman. This is her speaking to uh, RT at the World Rowing Championships in Austria today. We've done so much hard work during the winter, and even I missed about three weeks of really good training during the summer. It still stood up to me, so really, really happy. And talk us through the race. It was a steady <laughs> enough start. Uh, Emma Twig from in the New Zealand boat really kind of took it out. I think she tried to maybe kill your kill your finish, but you, you were composed throughout yeah um, she did say she wanted to have a shot so she had to go out fast and that's what she did uh, like I'm not going to lie it wasn't as comfortable looking back to see where she is instead of kind of controlling the race from the front like I did the last time on Friday but um, thank God we've done so many sprints at home so it stood up to me again like I, I think the training with such a big group that we have now really benefits me because I can pace against other boats and try to come to the finish line first and then when it really matters it does pay off well you're kind of similar to Philip and Ronan that third 500 was where you really began to turn it on yeah I mean they were there actually about 7.50 to go and they were shouting at me that I'm gaining ground so thanks to them I kind of gained a bit of a confidence that I can actually still catch her and the uh, last 500 just decided to go and not to look not to leave anything in so yeah I'm chuffed for them as well I mean second year crew and yeah. come out with a second place amazing and like you haven't raced a whole lot during the summer off the, off the back of the Europeans you know with that expectation coming in here defending champion how have you managed that? Day by day race by race really and I can't, I'm not going to lie I was really nervous because uh, last race I had was the European final and now there was a world so it, it's almost like a start season from scratch again and yeah but we had a really good training camp and happy well, let's be honest yeah, that's uh, Snida Puspura. Uh, congratulations to her doing Cork Proud on the international scene. Back-to-back World Championship medals. Absolutely incredible stuff. All right, uh, going to talk senior hurling now. Um, at the moment, Bishopstown and UCC going ahead to head that game underway since half six. They're level at four points apiece after 70 minutes in Ballinlock. Last night, Ballyhay defeated Cantark, won 14 to 14 points down in Porky Rin. Uh, Kieran's been chatting to Ray Ronan from Ballyhay. These guys... 
look, we're a, we're a small parish. We have a very small panel. We had the unfortunate incident of losing one of our top players before the week is out. But like these boys have meant fantastic character. Like I can't, I can't congratulate them enough, and I can't speak highly enough about them. Anything we put in front of them, they'll do. And as you can see, once they get like once they get people behind them, once they get a bit of their own confidence, they're as good hurlers as what's out there. Another thing is, well, retained, I suppose, senior side, premier senior for next year. That's obviously massive for them. Oh, massive, massive for a small club. Absolutely massive for a small club. Look, I suppose, to all intents and purposes, that was a relegation playoff between ourselves and Kentuck. And look, if, if, you, if you spoke to me after Black Rock and you thought I'd be here. I I I'd beaten your hand off. So look, we're there now, lads, and we'll we'll have another go at it the next time. Was the spell before half time is important, Gray? Where you got those three points to go back in level? Oh, very much so. Very much. Look, look what we've been trying to ingrain into them is work rate. Right? They have the hurling. They have the they have the skills. They probably lacked a bit of work rate over the years, and it was down to themselves. It wasn't just some fantastic coaches have been in our club. Look, Adrian and myself are lucky enough to get results here. There's, there's been guys before them have brought them so far. It's been unbelievable. Like so, like you just needed to get them to believe, and I think our bright, our bright game made a massive difference to us. They got their confidence back up again, and they they believed then what we believed that they deserve to be in the top stage. Moving Quill and Cox and Larkon seem to work wonders. Another day could could yeah, backfire. <laughs> Another day could backfire spectacularly. Look, look, Caelan has been a massive addition to the club. He's after coming from Clare. He's a senior holder in Clare. It's taken him a year or two, and it's probably taken us a year or two to find out where his best position is. He's a fantastic engine. He's a good holder, and like he's physical, as you can see, and he, he's suited to taking on players like that because he can take on a class holder like lock on at his own game which is a running game and like so that's huge bonus to us like Morris is having real back some years yeah, yeah but sure Morris Morris has never has never waned from that lads you go back to any one of our championship games you'll find it very hard to find a bad game by Morris like in fairness then. and you have to describe the goal uh-huh. describe the goal <laughs> class it was class like that that lad is everything he probably just lacks tiny bit of confidence he has physique he is he can roll up and down the field he can hurl and like you see what he did lads like yeah so you'll be watching the draw no Monday night you'll enjoy this man like but the the draw Monday night whoever's there is there lads let them have a look at us and look we're not going to be we're going to be underdogs of that and we'll have a crack off it you're listening to the Big Red Bench in Cork's Red FM. That's Ray Ronan from Ballyhay after their win over Cantark. The second game of last night's doubleheader, Sarsfield overcame Douglas 19 points to 15. Dave McCarthy of Sars Sports Kieran. Look, we're absolutely thrilled. We knew we had a tough one. Um, Douglas, I mean, their team of stars, especially up front, um, held them 15 points. It was a fabulous display by Orphal, as I thought. They were just a hearty effort and... They're all very good hurlers, like. Yeah, D- Douglas were kind of on, maybe on top for a good part of the sec- first half, we'll say, and then with the the shamazel at halftime, he, he came out and he seemed there to were, well. was every game needs one, doesn't it, to get it going? But they were, but they never kind of obviously they were finding little yeah. pots of space, and you know, with when you've Alan Cadigan and Turnbull and the rest of them up there, they're dangerous. But I thought we slowly kind of counteracted it and cut out the space, and you know, our forwards. They're brilliant hurlers, and when they get the ball, they'll run. And if you're forward to run as a defence, they're going to cause problems all day, you know. You nullified their 
targets, I suppose, Alan Kelly and Ryan Turnbull to an extent? Well, we limited them. I mean, we're not going to hold forwards like that scoreless. You know, we knew that, but once we limited them, didn't allow them to score a goal. No, I suppose, in fairness, neither team looked like scoring a goal at any stage, but, you know, 19 points, we're absolutely thrilled with that. And, you know, if you, if you hold the team to 15 points, you'll probably win most days, you know. Um, I don't want to bring a bit of negativity to a win like that, but was there a bit of over-reliance on um, Arden Ono Sullivan? I think it was 12 points he got. He did, but I mean, you have to earn your freeze, you know? Yeah. And who's to say that there wouldn't have been 12 points in play if, um, if, if Orville is weren't fouled? Um, no, when we, have, we have forwards who run at defences, and that's causing problems. You'll either get freeze or you'll get scores quite a lot of the time, and that's that's what we told them to do when they did it um, you know every forward earned his, earned his couple of frees and that so they all contributed um, sorry James Sweeney came in there as well played very well when he came he in is, um, well James um, James was in the States for the summer he's only back a few weeks he came on as a sub for the intermediates in the last room played very well he's been training very well so you know he's a huge option for us because I mean he's 6 foot 7 well able to hurl yeah, like myself, really. <laughs> right, that's pretty much it from uh, the show. Thank you very much indeed for listening to us on the Big Red Bench uh, tonight. If you missed any of it, our podcast will be online shortly. Get that on redextra.ie and wherever you get your podcasts from as well. Congratulations to David Burke, who won the Cork City tickets to go see Longford, uh, or go to see Cork City and Waterford tomorrow. Longford Town was the answer we were looking for. Alan Donovan's up next with Green on Red. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, folks. And we will talk to you next Saturday at 6pm. The Big Red. Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.